guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Julia here today, dropping in with just a short episode that I hope will, you know, give you a boost of confidence, um, some hope, some some something, you know. I hope this episode is helpful in some way, but I had this idea that I really, really wanted to share with you all because I've been thinking a lot about it. Also want to apologize because I was like, oh, I'm going to record the podcast. Let me go start a load of laundry. And so if you hear (laughs) where I'm recording is not that far from where we do laundry. If you hear like some whooshing sounds in the background, that is, that's a laundry machine. So just probably shouldn't call it out because now you're going to be like listening for it. But just wanted to say that Um, I normally, you know, really prioritize top quality audio on this podcast so i don't know what i was thinking and this is kind of the one slot i have to record so we're going with it but i what was i saying what was i saying oh yes so this episode i really want to talk about a topic that i've been thinking a lot about something that i'm currently navigating hell i've always been navigating this but something that i really feel like i haven't been able to articulate very well and i feel like i'm i have more words for it. To say I have it perfectly articulated would be completely false, but I feel like this is kind of what this podcast is about. It's basically like we have kind of like five main topics that we just kind of keep coming back to and like reprocessing. And I feel like that's just life. That's like art. We all have our things that trip us up. We all have our stuff that we have to continue to work on and work through. And so that's kind of what Aaron and I do on this podcast. And hopefully you find it interesting. And maybe if you are on a similar journey, you can relate and it'll help you realize, A, maybe you're less, you're not alone. You're not the only one thinking these things. You're not the only one who has to return to these problems over and over again and work through it. But something that I really struggled with um, at the very beginning of, um, I think actually even just deciding to go to art school, making the choice to take art more seriously was just this really intense, intense fear of instability. And this really intense fear that wasn't mine. Like I, I, I never have associated art with instability. Like I never in my life, like growing up, was I like, wow, like when I grew up being an artist, like that's a real risk. Like really, like I don't know. Like I never had any sense of like danger around me, like painting and like drawing or making art. It wasn't until like probably around like high school, high school age, where people, you know, started. I started to absorb a bit more of these stories and things people would say about like, you know, the starving artist or like, oh yeah, like he had tried to be an artist and it didn't work out and then he did this. There were just like all these subliminal messages I don't have to explain to you. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about that just kind of crept in. That was like, basically what I want to do, what I, my dream is impossible. And so therefore I didn't even like dare to tell people that I wanted to be an artist when I grew up. I literally just was like, oh, that's just something I thought I was going to do when I was a kid. It was the equivalent of, yeah, it was the kid who said they wanted to be an astronaut when they were in kindergarten. And then the reality is, is like, you know, so few people get to be an astronaut. And I felt like it was the same thing. I put artist in the same exact category as astronaut, president, everything. And then in reality, it is way, 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 way more attainable to become an artist than an astronaut or the president. But for some reason, we put those on the same playing field, or at least I did. And I felt like, okay, that's just a pipe dream. You know, I could go to art school, but it'd be a waste of money because I'd never be successful after. And like, what's the point? And um, this whole thing of like, just squashing the dream before it even started, just 
really drilling into my brain how unsafe this career path is and how therefore if it's unsafe, it's unstable, unreliable, you should not do it. You should not do it. And it, it totally comes from the survival instinct of like, you know, trying to have some sort of self-preservation here, trying to, you know, not struggle in life. You know, like I think that it really comes from a good place of wanting to make sure that um, you protect your children from hardship. And um, once again, I don't think my parents were necessarily the ones who like drilled this into me. If anything, they've always been very entrepreneurial, but um, I definitely think it was, there was a lot of fear from them that I sensed once, just again, because they care. And, it, and to be honest, yeah, statistically, the number of people who do make a living as an artist is, is small. And it was this just not, not wanting me to do something that I deeply care about and then see it not succeed. And uh, being afraid of that devastation for me. But once again, like that fear was not mine. Like I never had that fear personally. It was just put upon me. And this like intense fear of specifically of like financial instability as well was a huge, was a huge thing. And, um, I, so this whole story of like how unsafe basically it is to be an artist just was permeating everything. And so all the decisions I made, like in high school were based on like, okay, like what would be like a safe career to pick? You know, like, yeah, I'd love to be an artist and maybe when I retire, I can be an artist, but I need to pick something safe. I need to do the safe court, the safe route. And I think what really kind of like for me was like the thing that just changed everything was when I was at, I went to Boston college. If you've been following my journey and maybe you've listened to my kind of my origin story, if you will, I, I'm um, sorry, this is repetitive for anybody who, who's been following for a long time, but I started out at Boston college. Um, I was, went there and I was pre-med. It only lasted a semester because I was absolutely miserable. And I remember there was like some meeting about pre-med or like people were talking about it one day and talking about just how hard it would be at the end of four years to get a letter of recommendation from Boston College. Like so few people would get letter of recommendations and I'm probably not even saying this correctly, but basically, so for you to apply to, to even go to medical school, you have to, the BC only wants the top, top people at their school to apply to medical school. So if you don't make the cut, they don't even let you apply to medical school. So it's like this whole like barrier to entry before you can even apply to medical school. So if you're not the top of your class, like forget it because BC wants like st their statistics of 100% acceptance to to a medical school. So the way that they do that is that they only allow the best of the best to even apply. And, um, which is crazy, but it doesn't, you know, whatever, that's a whole other thing. And when I heard that, like, I didn't know that going in. And when I heard that, it was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to work so, 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 so hard at this. Like I was already in the library, like every single day, like memorizing textbooks. Like it was, this was not an intuitive thing for me. Like I was not being a doctor had, had never been my dream. Like it, it never was my dream to become a doctor. It was like, this is a safe thing to do. This is, this is respectable. People will like me if I do this, you know, people will look up to me and think I'm smart. So therefore I'm going to do it. Like that was the whole basis literally for me of becoming a doctor was people will respect me. People will think it's a safe career choice. And that, only could get me so far. Like I, you know, studying hours and hours 
on end for something that was like, once again, going to be so hard to even achieve at the end of this. It, like it really became crystal clear for me, like how not worth it it was. It was like, wow, hmm, if I spent all of this energy that I'm currently spending trying to, you know, get straight A's in chemistry and you know, biology, all the other things, like, and I was applying it to art, hmm, how much further would I, would I be with art? You know, like, if is it is it even harder to is being an artist harder than this was kind of where it came down to and what i realized was was most likely no and the effort would be fun and rewarding like i would actually enjoy like working really really hard at that versus what i was currently working really really hard at i was like you know pulling my hair out and hated and was miserable so i just kind of it was a really i think everyone has that moment or maybe not everyone i think some people unfortunately that comes way late but I, i'm really glad i actually chose the the course of pre-med I, I don't talk about this enough because it was such a rude awakening of how hard and dedicated you had to be to go that route that you had to have some passion. If I had just gone to school and been like, yeah, I'll be a business major and kind of just done something like willy nilly, I think I probably would have stuck with it longer. But because I chose the route that was like the, the hardest route, like academically basically, but what felt like a really safe, secure job, you know, in the end, it ended up really highlighting for me like, oh yeah, no, I don't, this is not me. This is not me. And is it really safer to go this course of trying to become a doctor where statistically it's still really, really hard? Or is it statistically like just as hard or maybe even easier to become an artist and figure that out in some way, shape or form? And it quickly became clear that like, I, if I applied the same energy that I'm applying to this, I will figure it out with art. I don't know what that will look like. I don't know what I'm gonna be. I don't know how it'll, what kind of career I'll have, but I just knew I wanted to do something creative. I love this and I would rather spend my time doing that. And it was like this really clear decision. And it was like, I don't know how to describe it. It was almost just like I had this like crystal clear clarity that just came over me. And I was like, I called my parents immediately and I was like, mom and dad, I'm, I'm dropping out. Um, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not for me. I'm not happy. Um, I'm, I'm going to transfer. I want to go to art school. Maybe I'll take some time off, but I, this is not, the, I, I'm not staying here. I'm not waste. I think the way I pitched it to them was I'm not wasting your money on this expensive school for something that I don't want to be doing that I hate. I'd rather take some time off and figure it out than continue to pay to go to school here and like know that this is not for me. And they were like, okay, my banker parents love them. Um, we're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And, but I, meanwhile, I mean, I think they didn't know how serious I was about becoming an artist, but um, it wasn't until I was like home and then really was like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And it was like, that's, that was kind of the intention I really brought into art school. It was like, anything is better than pre-med. <laughs> like anything is better than that. Like I hated that so much. Like, Hey, I get to like, I will happily do this for hours and hours and hours and study just as hard at this and work to start at this than, than that. Like, it was just this kind of like, it's, you know. I had this like horrible experience. It's like when you had a really bad job and then you get a good job and you have a nice boss and you're like, oh my God, I, this is wonderful. Like, this is like, 
amazing, just this whole new level of appreciation for where you're at and what you're doing. And so I, I'm really, really grateful that I had that experience. And the thing that it was also became clear though, the thing is, is that, that fear, the fear that I had about like that, that rude awakening of like, oh, the thing I'd been told was safer is just as hard. Um, you know, now the thing that was tough was, okay, I knew that this thing I was doing now from with art was just as hard, um, in terms of like making it work as a career, but it also, what was layered with that was I didn't have the same level of like respect. That was really difficult for me. So like so many people looked at me, like I was like throwing my life away by going to art school. So many people were like, how are you going to make this work as a career? Like, why would you give up this thing that like, you know, you're guaranteed if you, if you succeed or get through the program to like have an amazing job and get paid very well and whatever. And I was like, and they just didn't get it. Like I tried, I would try to explain this to them and they were just like, could not compute like eyes glaze over like, no, but like, you know, and I, I don't think they knew like what was going on for me was like the determination I had to like, I'm going to make this work. Um, and that's like an internal thing and it was but it was still really hard as a people pleaser to change courses knowing that i had a higher probability of succeeding at this thing that i was passionate about but on the outside everybody saw it as a huge failure everybody saw it as a huge like waste of potential like i literally had people tell me like wow i'm just it, Makes me so sad that you wasted your potential. Can you imagine like somebody's going to chase this of their dream and everybody is telling you like, wow, what a waste, what a waste. And so that was like this energy that I just had about being an artist. And I'm not going to lie, like as the years went on, like first I was just like, screw them. I don't care what they think. I had this really intense, like rebel kind of emo attitude of like, I'm, you know, stick it to the man. Like, I'm, you know, I'll show them whatever, or I don't care about money, like screw capitalism. And I like that kind of protected me for a while, but then it definitely started to wear on me and the reality of graduating art school. And now, oh, wow, I actually have to make this work in real life became more and more overwhelming. And those voices of doubt and um, disappointment and confusion from outside forces, like just started to seep in more and more and more again. Like I had had that moment of clarity where I was able to kind of cast off those voices and like, make the decision that I wanted to make, which was to go and pursue art. But it just, you know, I, I had that moment of clarity and I'm so glad I did it, had that strength, but it grated on me to have the judgment looming. So I, then when I graduated, you know, I, I definitely spent some time like really doubting myself and just not thinking like, wow, I really made a mistake. I had all this regret. I remember nights where I was crying and being like, oh my God, I never should have dropped out of Boston College. I don't know why I did this. And it, it's so funny because that had never occurred to me like when I was in school, like when I was in art school, never for a second was I like, oh man, really wish I was at BC studying chemistry right now. But it was like only after college where I started to have this like, this huge sense of loss and this huge sense of, oh my God, like, I did screw up my life. I am a waste of potential. Oh my God, if I just had worked harder, if I just had persevered. And so I found myself in this like really depressed state of just not being able to make any strides forward with my art career because I was stuck in the past thinking about how they had all been right. And, and so I, 
you know, I took like whatever jobs I could get. Like I, I became a nanny. Um, I got into recruiting. I was just all over the place feeling so, so lost and, um, just really desperate. Like, oh my God, like I'm going to be one of those people that everyone talks about. Like, wow. Like, did you hear about Julia? Like, yeah, she was so smart. It's just so sad. Like I literally like would stay up at night thinking about the stories people would tell about me and I could almost cry talking about it. Like I was like, wow, I'm, that's what everybody must think of me. And I don't know what happened or how I was able to get past it, but I think it was just the love and support of family being like, you have to do art festivals. Like you have to keep doing this and kind of pushing me along, like keep, keep making art. And in some ways I felt like, you know, I had to rediscover my sense of joy and purpose around why I made art. And, um, and it pulled me out of a really dark place. Like it did give me a sense of purpose. It, I felt more in control, um, when I was painting and like, I could just, and it took a while to get to a point where I could just paint for the joy of it rather than like trying to prove something. Cause that was a whole layer too. It's like suddenly everything I paint has to be made to prove to people that I could sell this or people want this, or this is worthwhile. Um, and that took years to get to a place where I could just make things for the joy. Um, and the reality is, is that I, there had to be another like leap of faith essentially like when I did decide to take this full time and it was a similar moment of clarity that I had when I was at I was at this recruiting job I had a terrible boss they were truly awful people I won't even go there they literally threatened a lawsuit against me that's how bad this this job went like that's how bad this whole this whole situation was um and basically they I was like, I hate this. I'm working so hard and such long hours. And it was the same realization I had had. And um, when I was in undergrad at Boston, at Boston College of, wow, if I was just putting all this energy that I'm putting towards this recruiting job, all the mental energy of dealing with this horrible boss towards painting, where would I be? And I like snapped myself out of it. Like it was a real moment of like, oh my God, you're here again. You've lost yourself. You're letting other people's voices dictate your life. And you you can't, you're here again. Like you, you're back again. And this will keep happening if you don't just listen to your own voice. Like stop it. Like just freaking do it. And it was that like moment of like, okay, I'm not going to betray myself again. Like I, I made that big decision for a reason. I'm going to do this. And I'm not going to allow other people's stories and other people's fears to keep me in a miserable place that I know will actually be the real tragedy. It might look like on the outside right now to other people that the tragedy is that I didn't become a doctor, but in reality, I know the real tragedy would be if I let those voices get to me and I didn't pursue what I love. And it was kind of the same thing of like blind faith, just to have to do it. and at that time, I really, once again, want to shout out to the amazing relationships I have in my life that I'm so, so grateful for that really supported me during this time. I, you know, am eternally grateful to Kirk. I genuinely could not do this without him. Like, and we came on the podcast and 
I hope you guys enjoyed that episode if you didn't listen, but you know, I didn't want to get like too mushy on there, but like genuinely, like he was my rock during this time. Like he was the one who was, who never questioned me. Even when I was making decisions, like, you know, like becoming a recruiter, he was like, okay, but, but don't forget that you're an artist. Like he would just always remind me like, you're an artist. Like, don't forget like in some way, but he never in like a, oh my God, you're going to take this recruiting job and you're not going to do art. It was never judgmental. It was just like, well, don't forget to leave time for this really important thing. And it was all these like subtle suggestions of, you know, it was, we initially were looking at apartments that were just one bedroom. So I'm like, it's okay. It can just be a one bedroom. I don't have to have a spot to paint. And he was like, no, like we need a second bedroom. You need a studio. We will find a second bedroom. And I was willing to concede and be like, it's, it's okay. I don't need to have an art studio. It's fine. And he was insisting. He was like, no, no, you will. And I just, it was, it's so amazing. Like to have somebody in your life who just could, who, who really saw me for me and like saw what my dream was and was able to just continuously remind me of who I am, even moments where I didn't know. And so if you can have, if there's someone in your life like that, like do not take it for granted, do not, um, or find that person. Like if, if there's someone in your life currently who's not that person, who's doing the opposite for you, who is creating those fears that aren't yours, those are people you need to watch out for and you need to reassess that relationship because it, it will hold you back and it will, it will, you know, diminish the amount of joy you could have in your life. So I really, with his support and love, like was able to make that trans- transition to doing art full time. And I, for so long, like, you know, for the first, like, six months, it was a similar feeling of like euphoria. Like I felt when I decided to go to art school where I was like, I'm doing this. Like, you know, yeah. You know, there was this like huge burst of like, um, confidence and sort of the same sort of like stick it to the man, you know, and attitude. But once again, that started to wear off and like, I started to come back down to reality, started to feel like there was this these voices again creeping in of like, this is unsafe. And the months that I had that were tough financially, like really started to beat myself up over it. I couldn't just look at it as a part of the process. Um, started getting bogged down in it again. And I, this time though, I was like, I'm not giving up. Like I am not giving up. Like I have to get through this messy stage of the kind of like after the honeymoon phase basically is how I I think of it, of making like a big life decision and like dealing with the reality of it. And, and I knew like, not at the time, but I know now that it was necessary to kind of have, I needed that push that high to get me there. But the coming off of it, the coming back down to reality while really, really hard was so important. And the story though that was really wearing me down was the story of once again this isn't safe this look this isn't working look you didn't make enough money this month look like you know you you can't do this you like those sorts of stories like that were just coming creeping back in and i think something that i realized was that i had just set this unrealistic expectation and story that this career path i chose needed to be safe in the first place. Like why did, why does 
you know, once I went back, going back to the beginning, like when I was in high school and I started to get these like messages and subliminal stories about how like the career you choose needs to be safe. It needs to be safe. It needs to be dependable. It needs to be reliable. You need to have a consistent income. It has to like just the nine to five predictability was what had started this whole thing, right? That was the whole, that was like the root cause of this whole getting away from myself was this fear of instability that had been put into me. And I've just lately been really, really working through like, but why? Like just questioning like, but, but why? <laughs> why do I have, why does it have to be stable? Like there's literally nothing in life that is stable. Like look at, look at the world we live in guys. Like look at, look at just like the, not to get political or anything, but like for God's sakes, like there's, there's nothing stable about this world. This world is like, I mean, okay, I'm not, that's an exaggeration. There are obviously certain things that are stable and wonderful and, you know, we can rely on, but I'm just saying like, I think this is the whole idea of having a safe career, having, you know, playing it safe and, you know, reliability, dependability is a lie that we've all created so that we can feel some sense of control in our lives and our careers. When in reality, like literally anything could change tomorrow. And like, why am I still putting that benchmark of stability, reliability on this career of mine? Like when it, that's not the point of what I, of this decision I made. Like the point of becoming an artist is not to have to do the same thing over and over again, day in, day out and make a dependable income, like a nine to five job. Like that is not the point of this whole thing. So I've really been working through just like removing that story altogether. And it's really hard. It's like one of the hardest things I've ever done. I don't know if I'll ever succeed at it. I don't know if you know, it's possible to ever feel comfortable with the variability of my life and my career, but I'm just starting to look at it more like honestly and without as much fear and rather looking at how like beautiful that is. And I've been looking at other areas of life that are, you know, a little chaotic and unpredictable and trying to find what's beautiful about that too. Um, and just kind of as a practice of learning to enjoy this aspect of my job as an artist than really resent it and find it as the big source of the problem. I think part of the reason I even started this podcast initially, I feel like was misguided, but it was to try and like figure it, like to talk with you all and share my knowledge so that you could also have a stable creative career. And I'm realizing that like kind of what I once again, obviously the show is about way more than that, but I think some of the earlier episodes, if you listen to are very much me trying to be like, by the way, like, you know, do this, so you can make this much money and do that. And here's how you make it work. And it was very like procedural, you know, very like cut and paste. Like, here's how we're going to figure out and have a sense of control over this thing. And I've just now realized that like, Oh, like that's not the point at all. <laughs> it's not the point at all. And it never will be. And I will never ever be able to give anybody some sort of like cookie cutter thing to make them feel safe. You have to find that in yourself and you have to deconstruct these stories that are holding you back. And that is work that every person will have to do. And it, the work that I want to continue to put onto this show is showing this work, I guess, like in an abstract way of that what I am going through along this career as an artist 
not to prescribe, not to try to like teach in any way, but just to honestly share so that you can hopefully feel less alone and less crazy. Cause I feel like I have felt crazy for so long because the stories outside of my head have never aligned with the stories in my head of what I want to do, what I want to be, what I want my life to look like. And I'm telling you that that's okay that that's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with you if the story of what you want your life to look like in your head, in your mind, doesn't align with what the world tells you it should be. Um, in fact, that's really beautiful, and I think you should look at that more closely. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope you find my story um, helpful in some regard. I really, really appreciate you guys being here. It means a lot. This podcast is like the way that I want to give to the world. It's like, this is how I want to show up for people in some way, shape or form. So thank you guys so much for being here and stay tuned for next week. Wow.